1: What is up, Buff Nation? Welcome into the DMVR Buffs podcast. We are presented by Illegal Pete's, everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. I am joined today by my man, Justin Michael of DMVR Rams. What is up, bro? We, uh, we've we been talking ball for many, many years. I'm excited to have you on the show.
2: Yeah, I'm stoked, man. I mean, this is right up both of our alleys with all the realignment discussion. We got media days coming up. It's it's kind of our time of year. Like I just... I uh, submitted my preseason ballot for the Mountain West this morning, so I'm, I'm in college football mode at this point, I'd say. Hell yeah, man. Uh, we've been doing the draft pod for,
1: I don't know, three years at this point now. Uh, we've helped each other out on our other shows, but uh, it's good to get you in front of the camera now, man. We'll preview media day. Uh, we'll talk some realignment in a little draft later on. But uh, really what I want to talk to you about is this SDSU thing. And... <laughs> what's going on? Because it seems like the Pac-12 kind of left them hanging. And now the Mountain West is saying that San Diego State left the conference. What's going on?
2: They've made a mess, man. I, from the get-go, felt like they were kind of overplaying their hand just because, you know, San Diego State, they're in this predicament. If you don't file your formal notice before June 30 at the exit fee doubles which they've gone on record point blank period they cannot afford they're barely going to be able to afford the 18 million as is right so they basically do it assuming that the Pac-12 is going to open them with uh, or welcome them with open arms only problem is the Pac-12 has been pretty open as well about we got to figure out our own media deal before we focus on expansion I don't know. It's it's a really tough spot to be in if you're San Diego State because you've now alienated the conference that you were a founding member of. And there's really no guarantee that that invite is coming. I, I would say that most people still feel San Diego State is Pac-12 bound. They need that Southern California presence. It makes all the sense in the world. But like if they're not going to actually bring more money... I don't know. They they could be in a really weird spot here where they're basically going to have to kiss butts of the Mountain West and come crawling back with their tail between their legs. Because now there's reports that the Big 12 aren't interested either. What a mess. Um, the president, is she still on the board for the Mountain West? Thing? No, she was. So that was part of the thing, you know, when S- San Diego State tried to retroactively claim that they had not submitted formal notice, although right. it said... This is formal notice in the email that they sent to the league. They just really handled this poorly, so the Mountain West immediately removed them from the board. They're not, like you're saying they're now saying you've exited, which means you owe us 18 million. They're currently withholding uh, their upcoming payment. I think it's like 6.8 million dollars. Mm-hmm. It, it wouldn't shock me if at some point down the line the Mountain West they give them the money. I think they're just kind of make them, um, you know, dance on coals at the moment, but. I don't really blame the Mountain West. You kind of have to flex some power if you're them, too, because you don't want to get walked all over. Right. But the thing that
1: um, I'm kind of confused by is it seems like since the Mountain West kind of denied or, I I guess, accepted this letter that came out a few weeks ago as uh, SDSU uh, resigning, it says that they're going to be in the conference
2: for the next two years now. Or how does that work? So San Diego State intended to resign for the 2024 season. Right. This Mountain West media deal goes through 2025. Right. So basically, San Diego State is saying, no, we're not leaving. We're in the conference through at least the remainder of the media agreement. Mm -hmm. And the Mountain West is saying, "Okay, that's fine, but you already left. So you have to pay the exit fee either way.
1: Makes no sense. The Pac-12 just uh,
2: making messes everywhere they go, it seems. Honestly, it's, it's pretty impressive. Like, we've seen the powers of the PAC 12 over the last 10, 15 years Mm -hmm. and and the impact that it's had on some of the the schools within the league, but to bring down a school that's not even in the conference yet. I mean, kudos. (laughs) Yeah, that's insane. Um,
1: they haven't even had people leave yet. So the mayhem is just getting started. Uh, we saw them in the national championship game in basketball this last year, uh, football. They've had one of the better programs in the mountain West for a long time. Do you think as a whole, though, this university is ready for the power five? And would they be competitive, I guess, in the Pac-12 in the current landscape?
2: Uh, Competitive would probably be a year to year thing. Mm -hmm. Would they be like a disaster? No. And I think from what they've invested in athletics at this point, yeah, they are P5 worthy. It was paramount for them to invest in their football facilities, playing in it. 75% empty Qualcomm Stadium was a disaster. And honestly, it really hurt their brand as they were kind of ascending, you know, over the last 10, 15 years because it didn't look the same as, you know, like Boise State or some of these other teams who are winning 9, 10 games. And then you see the atmosphere and it's just completely dead. And I think that really did hurt them. And, you know, they didn't play the most exciting brand of football either. It's run heavy defense. They kind of tend to lose the big game, but... Yeah, I mean they've been consistent basketball-wise. I think they could step in and be one of the better Pac-12 teams right away. I mean that that's a program that can compete on a national basis. Um, but it, it really comes down to football, and they invested in the facilities, and that's what stings. If you're a CSU fan, was they basically yeah. did CSU's plan after them and were able to do it better. CSU built the stadium and weren't able to capitalize on it. They've had ten years of mediocrity, and so it's kind of a, a bitter pill to swallow. You know from you know, 2014 ish where you're feeling like, ah, we're that next G five team. That's going to break out. Now they've kind of sputtered San Diego state came in. And I, I would say out of all the G five teams, they would be the one that makes the most sense, especially for the pac 12 who, mm-hmm. who needs that Southern California presence. Academically, they're going to fit in with the profile, which is not the case for, you know, Fresno state for right. uh, Boise states of the world. Um, with the big 12, you know,
1: the commissioner, Brent Yormax, mentioned, you know, multiple times they want to be in multiple time zones, every time zone in the country. Also, they want to focus on basketball. But you said they're
2: out on SDSU. That's what U- Dennis Dodd reported. Who right. knows, you know, the, the validity of that. He is a national guy. He has pretty good reputation. But who knows? I mean, it's all they're just playing games. You know, it might mm-hmm. be because they're trying to woo some teams from the ACC or, you know, they don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't know why you wouldn't, I mean, unless they have their eyes on Gonzaga. Like, right. But San Diego State would make a ton of sense. You'd have that Southern Cali presence. You're in all the time zones. I don't know.
1: Um, with, I mean, Colorado and Arizona have been, we've been talking about this since <laughs> December, really, but it's really heated up uh, the last, I don't know, five, six months or so. But it sounds like they may be on their way out. And if they do leave the Pac-12, the Pac-12 is really kind of on life support at that point, even with San Diego State. Do you think there's a possibility maybe of a a Mountain West Pac-12 type of merger to try and save the Pac-12 and maybe the Mountain West as well?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it would more likely be a situation kind of like what happened with the Mountain West in the late nineties where you have all these teams the whack had become i think 16 or 18 teams at that point it was kind of the first super conglomerate Mm -hmm. um and the best schools were kind of like do we really want to associate with some of these i think it would be more like a situation where maybe you just see a best of the rest formed right what that looks like that who knows because The big thing with the Pac-12 right now and the remaining schools is academics are a lot more important to them in the conversation of realignment than I would say it is for the SEC or the Big 12. For sure. And you have schools like Cal and Stanford who, you know, frankly, probably aren't going to be willing to be associated with like a Nevada, Reno or even a Boise State, despite their athletic profile. Mm -hmm. I don't know, though, if you're like a Washington State and Oregon State, where else are you going? Yeah. It would make a lot of sense geographically. I think competitively, it would be pretty interesting if you had Wazoo and Boise State, Oregon State, you know, CSU, Wyoming. I guess it'd probably be like Fresno State, San Diego State as well. Some of those schools, just kind of the best of the rest. I'd assume that Cal and Stanford would probably go independent at that point, mm-hmm. assuming Stanford doesn't end up in the Big Ten. Right. Long term, that's still where I see Oregon and Washington ending up, if not in the Big 12. Yeah. I mean, if CU in Arizona, go to the big 12, the whole thing kind of falls apart. And I think that it's a tough conversation for all these schools because really you have to ask yourself, is it that much of an upgrade with Texas and Oklahoma, you know, jump into the SEC. Yeah. Like I've even talked about that on the Rams pod. Yeah. Going to the big 12, that would be a no brainer for CSU if that ever went on the table, Mm -hmm. but going into the big 12 minus OU and Texas is not the same, right? Going into the pac 12 without USC and Cal or uh, UCLA, it's not the same like it's it'd be a step up but where do these schools view themselves after this all shakes up and like how much of a leg up does it actually end up doing for them and we'll see i think you'll see some schools get bold at some point
1: it's a great point man um you know when ryan and i talk about realignment it seems like you know we always kind of come back to this and it seems like what we're headed towards is two conferences really two power conferences you know the big 12 is really trying to um amass just schools and try and you know break into the national spotlight as well as the basketball spotlight do you think that the two conference thing is the only way this ends up shaking out you know five years down the line once this big 12 media deal and all these other media deals start to come up
2: it feels likely given the current landscape um but at some point if academics go out the window i don't know because like I think at some point you ask yourself if you're an Ohio State, if you're a Michigan, does Rutgers really bring the same value right. in this super conference? If we really don't actually care about yeah. you know, the premise of, oh, we have to have a certain APRO, oh, we have to. And I'm not even saying that's right. It's just at this point we're basically a professional league anyways. Right. They've really kind of started to throw all that out the window. I hope not. I hope that's not where it ends up because I think – I think it would very dangerously dip into NASCAR territory where it's so regional and then basically the rest of the country just doesn't care.
1: Yeah, it's a good point, man. Um, Let's talk some media day. We'll probably talk a little bit more realignment with that. But first, shout out to our friends at Ibotta. Justin, do you like free money?
2: Who doesn't like free money?
1: Well, then get Ibotta. Download that in the App Store, the Google Play or Apple App Store. Ibotta gives you cash back on things you already buy, like groceries, online purchases, and more. Uh, They give you cash back on hundreds of grocery items, from produce to personal care to pantry goods. They give you real cash back, not points like other apps. The average Ibotta user earns $120 a year in real cash back. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the card DMVR when you register. Again, go to the App Store or Google Play Store, download the free Ibotta app, and use code DMVR. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code DMVR. Then shout out to Shador's number two. You've been out there grilling much this summer?
2: A little bit. I've, I've got a pretty small backyard area, so just like a tiny little charcoal grill. Not mm-hmm. Not really meant for the the good stuff but i'm a big mooch like if i know somebody's having a barbecue my grandpa or something i might just show up at 3 p.m
1: hell yeah well i might have to give you a bottle of chador's number two then uh try his barbecue barbecue sauce sauce guy yeah
2: yeah i'll give it a shot i'm honest i'll if it's if it's legit i'll hype it up
1: hell yeah man uh it's a tomato based rich thick sweet molasses style barbecue sauce finishes with a subtle smoky note a little bit of heat as well go to plbse.com use code all city all caps all in word at checkout And you'll get 10% off your order of Shador's number two. Uh, I see you guys' questions. We'll talk about Northwestern a bit later. Let's talk about Media Day, though. Okay. Because what we just talked about, it feels like, is going to be the driving story. Of course, Colorado and, uh, you know, for the Pac-12 side of things, Coach Prime has made just waves in the way he's rebuilt this team. And I'm sure that there's going to be plenty of headlines about him. But in... You know, with the Mountain West being there two days before, and then the Pac-12 or a uh, Pac-12 the day after, it feels like this realignment thing is getting pretty tense. The Pac-12 still doesn't have a media deal. Is that the storyline to watch for going into these media days? You think?
2: I think it's the only storyline that really matters. I mean, you get the bonus content out of it. I'm looking forward to talking to. You know, Chevin Cordero, San Jose State starting quarterback, a guy who I really like. Like that's fun. I like talking to some of the coaches, Brent Brennan, also San Jose State, a guy I like talking a lot. You get some fun little stories out of that, and and that's neat. But it's. How are the coaches going to respond to what's going on? What do the players have to say about it? And more importantly, what are these commissioners willing to say publicly? Right. Gloria navarrez the New Mountain West commissioner, is really, I mean, taking a pretty stern stance here with San Diego in a way that I don't know if Craig Thompson would have. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very interested to see if she comes out and kind of, you know, if she's gives them leeway and there's going to be a, a meeting of Mountain West board, I believe in a couple of days here before it. So maybe they already have a resolution that they announce. but yeah, what they say, how everybody handles this. I mean, I feel kind of bad for the San Diego state, like Brady Hoke and the players right. and stuff who have no control over this. I'm just going to get bombarded with it for two straight days. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Commissioner Kolovkov. Uh, that's probably going to be the press conference to watch for on Friday next week um i don't think he said much
2: recently he was really bold when he came out and like oh we're gonna do all these great yeah. things and maybe they will you know i i don't know but it's hard to feel confident given they were supposed to have a, res- a resolution what like last september oh, and geez. then it was yeah. december <laughs> and then it was march and then the end of june and now we're almost a training camp and it's i don't Maybe the CW, we'll see. Uh, CW. At least it's on
1: cable. Yeah, we're talking about Ion TV. Do you know what Ion TV is, by the way?
2: I saw it the other day only because it's uh, that's what the WNBA games are on, uh, and I was like, I guess I'll watch Sabrina Ionescu for a couple minutes. Yeah. Better than the Rockies. <laughs> that's damn true. <laughs>
1: um, but Commissioner Kolovkov, that pr- that press conference is probably going to be the one. Um, obviously, Coach Prime will be a huge story for the Pac-12. You know, what other schools do you think could maybe cause some waves here at Media Day, just on the Mountain West side moving forward next week?
2: I mean, on the Mountain West side, mm-hmm. there's not like anything that bold, I would say. I think, I mean, it, obviously, I guess if you get a, a coach like really speaking out against San Diego State or the opposite, basically being like, we need them, that would be really interesting to me. Um, I mean, it's it's a kind of a stable league at the moment. Like, there's not a lot of coaches on the hot seat. Yeah. Um, you, you know who that there's not quarterback competitions. Maybe one, I guess, at Fresno State, but it's going to be Mikey Keane, a UCF transfer. Mm-hmm. I, I know I kind of ruined that question, but just being <laughs> honest, it's it's kind of a it's really just all about this realignment and how does everybody respond?
1: Do you think uh, we'll see Norvell or someone from CSU take a shot at CU, maybe?
2: No, he's, he's too smart and too diplomatic. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't think that Dion would be like the type of coach Norvell would be friends with. And I know that they don't have a personal relationship. I actually asked him about that one time, mm-hmm. um, but I no, he's not going to go out and take shots or, but, Oh, you know, they do that there. I've, he would say something about, it's just good to see, you know, the, State of Colorado be prominently talked about, you know, in college football, and uh, yeah, all the diplomatic answers. He's, as I you mean, said. He's,
1: he's smart, right?
2: Um, all right, man. Somebody said they're getting where's Waldo vibes from <laughs> I me. Saw that.
1: The chat can be wild, bro. I tell you, Ooh. I love them, but <laughs> they can be wild at times. Um, all right, Justin, let's do a little realignment draft after everything we just talked about. Uh, We'll talk about the teams most likely to make the jump or, I don't know, what's the opposite of making the jump? Falling away? (laughs) uh, The move? We'll we'll try to look at it positively. (laughs) We'll do our best. Uh, It's a warm, it's a really hot day outside, actually. It's brutal. Very brutal. Make sure you have your shady rays so you can take on the sun with gear built to last. Extremely uh, durable frames, extremely clear and polarized optics. Also, Shady Rays backs every single pair with their lost and broken replacements. Uh, even if you don't like your pair of Shady Rays, you've got 30 days to return them, no questions asked. You can shop their entire collection at the brand-new location at the Park Meadows Mall. Or go to ShadyRays.com. And when you're there, use the code DMBR. You'll get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. And you can try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Then also, shout-out to Breckenridge Brewery. Beer of the month is Palisade Peach. Where's Palisade Peach rank on your uh, Breckenridge Brewery power ranking?
2: It's really high, actually, um, for a couple of reasons. The, they brew it with Talbot Cyber Cider Company, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. And one of my high school best friends married into the Talbot family. So shout out local companies working together, making great products.
1: Hell yeah, I love that, man. Breckenridge Brewery has a beer for every occasion. They've been doing it for 33 years. It all comes down to the love and passion for making good beer. Uh, You can try some of our other favorites. Uh, Justin and I crush Mountain Beach Sour all the time. Like Stone Cold, dude, just bashing them together. (laughs) Hell yeah. We'll be doing that in Vegas next weekend.
2: I think we actually are going to have to. I've made this joke too many times for it to not happen at some point.
1: (laughs) Shout out DraftPod listeners.
2: (laughs) Um, If you want to find Breckenridge
1: Brewery, go check out their beer locator at www.breckbrew.com. Find a brew near you. All right, Justin, let's do this draft. I could use a mountain beach right now. Same, bro. It's like noon.
2: It's, uh, it's, early, it's
1: early enough. Enough. It's afternoon on the Pacific time zone, which is where we'll be next week. So it counts enough, right?
2: I think it's the other way, isn't it? Because they're behind oh, us. Oh, we lose an hour. You're right. Yeah. I
1: don't know how to do math. <laughs> All right, let's do this draft.
2: Um, All right, let's set some parameters. Let's, we got to... Okay. S- <laughs> because here, here's... I'm. Um, It's your podcast, so your rules. Okay. I just want to ask, like, how are we framing this? Because if we're including schools out of the ACC whose grant of rights virtually make it impossible for them to leave, then theoretically anybody's on the table. Why not Alabama? The Pac-12, like, go get Bama and Auburn. Like, let's branch out east. Okay, so realistic options. But they are in the, the dialogue. So, like, I get that while technically clemson is probably not a school that's leaving anytime soon like the sec the big 10 they are trying to figure out what they can do to get them in
1: right so i mean but there are only, there's a couple teams from the acc right like no one's gonna be like north carolina like I don't think the basketball brand i guess you're right it's a pretty good university let's just get into it we'll play it by pick um if you want to veto just let me know and we can hash it out are you ready alissa All right, I guess I'm going to go first. Um, Do I get in trouble if I take Colorado? Justify it. Why would they be? Why would they be interested in leaving? Um, Well, obviously, with Coach Prime now, uh, things have changed. Their status has been raised. They're recruiting at a higher level than they have in the last few years. But Colorado obviously been linked to the Big 12 quite a bit. Um, They seem like the favorite out of the four corner schools, I guess, Colorado, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State, to leave and make the jump to another conference. Um, You know, you mentioned basketball. They've picked up some momentum recently in that department, too. Join the Big 12. Also give the Mountain presence to the Big 12. Are
2: all these decisions in a vacuum? Like, CU just moved to the Big 12 in this. So now, am I reacting based on no, that? No, 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 no. Okay. Yeah. I'm just making sure. Here you go. Yeah. I mean, I guess I would go Florida State. Tell me why. The East Coast presence is huge if you're the Big 12. I mean, I know you have UCF, but just adding that main national brand. And I think they're a, a school that is kind of just like waiting to be revived again. I mean, there, there's a lot of those out there, the Nebraskas of the world. But right. I think mostly just that Florida presence, the recruiting pipelines that come with it should be able to should be able to win at Florida State. Like right. the fact that they've been down for so long is very confusing to me. That is true. Norvell does seem
1: to be picking them back up. There, we're,
2: we got the positive momentum. Um, you know,
1: you got a quarterback this year got some weapons on the outside but I could see it I feel like uh you know Clemson Florida State they're obviously the two titans I guess right now in football in the ACC and uh we'll see if it ends up being the SEC but I mean I think the big 12 could be a huge player if the ACC you know eventually crumbles or
2: something happens to any of those leagues you know if you're the big 10 and you want to go and and add Florida State and Clemson and like we said, Dropa, Rutgers, and mm-hmm. Northwestern maybe now. Yeah. All right. I'm going to take UTSA,
1: uh, the Roadrunners. In the American Conference, uh, a team that has obviously picked up a lot of momentum recently. Uh, they've got a quarterback coming back in Frank Harris. They've got Jeff Trailer, who's coached there uh, for a few years now, I think, but talk about a team who's really just progressed rapidly uh 10 years ago when that ncaa football game came out they were a new team that just joined the g5 now all of a sudden you know they're knocking on the door of the top 25 uh they have some of the best players in the transfer portal when they do enter they are they're definitely picking up steam as a brand i think in five years
2: they could be an ideal candidate i mean i yeah I I would say they're a lesser SMU with a lot less money Mm -hmm. and worse facilities. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess, um, I would say SMU, um, I'll, I'll take San Diego state though. Okay. I I think that they really are the best of the G five options out there right now. Um, We've already made all the selling points for the Aztecs, I don't really need to repeat ourselves. But yeah, they're they're P five ready. You get the Southern California presence. Um, all right. My
1: next team. I think I am gonna take Rutgers. And I think it's they basically as what you laid out earlier, they kind of just get kicked out of the big ten. Uh, obviously academics is the reason why, you know, basketball, they're not a terrible program, not as bad as they are in football, I guess. Although in football, they were decent last year, but it's just never really felt like a fit in the big 10. Um, you go, they obviously have, you know, the, the footprint in New Jersey, in New York, but what are we really doing here? What value do they actually add to the conference?
2: I don't know. Why are you taking them? Because they're going to (laughs) get kicked out. Uh, Yeah, but even so. I think that they're one of the prime candidates to change conferences here. Yeah, they might be in the American conference here in a couple years. (laughs) Exactly. That's what I'm saying. All right. Yeah, I I see what you're doing. Yeah. All right. Um, I mean, I got to go CSU if I don't take my own school. That's fair. Yeah. Do your thing. Look... They got the facilities, they got the academics with the right leadership. They've proven that they can win. That's just been few and far between, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. You know, I think especially if a school like CU were to leave, that CSU would be very appealing to what were left of some of those Pac-12 schools. Again, who knows what would even happen. CSU's kind of been flirting with the Pac-12 going back to like the 70s, but go Rams. Get us in a P-5. (laughs)
1: All right, there's just CSU a minute. <laughs> um, my next team, I'm just going to take Arizona. Uh, obviously, one of the better basketball programs in the entire country. They've We've heard the flirtation with them in the Big 12. Football, on the up and up, it seems. They just got the highest rated recruiting program history. Um, I can't remember his name right now, but the edge that they just got rushing, I believe. Yeah, five-star. Yep. Uh, the Big 12... I think wants them. And I think that Arizona will be willing to make the jump.
2: Arizona and Arizona state are very similar to the Florida state argument in where it's just, you've got a great campus. You have a great access to recruiting quality prospects up and down the West coast. Arizona shouldn't be slept on as a high school prep scene either. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's a couple of really big time programs out there. Great pick. That's who I would have taken next. I'll round it out with SMU. I think they're invested. They've got big, big money donors, and that's a huge selling point with this type of stuff. Right. The only hesitation you get is the the religious affiliation makes it somewhat awkward for some leagues. It's why BYU never had a chance to end up in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. I am curious if that ends up being a hang-up at all in this realignment conversation for them moving forward.
1: I mean, obviously, they're a bigger brand, but Notre Dame, too. I mean, that's, I think, one of the main reasons why they maintain their independence.
2: That and also, I think there's a sense of elitism with Notre Dame that they like being... We're able to be self-sustained. We don't need a conference. We're Notre Dame. Yeah. And so I do think that is a big part of it. Just the stroking their own ego and Hey, if you can make it work, why not? You got an NBC deal.
1: Yep. Uh, some snubs pesos brings up Boise state. Where do you think they kind of rest in this realignment scene right now?
2: I think if Boise state was actually a desirable expansion candidate, they would have been taken 12 years ago. Yeah. feels like it. it's a program that's peaked. And I say that with respect, they're going to win the mountain West this year. They're incredibly competitive they have a national football brand. That's all they have, though, unfortunately. And Boise is a really fun college town, but it's kind of difficult to get to. Academics really holds Boise State back, and it's it's if it wasn't a factor, I mean, they would have been taken a decade ago.
1: Right. What do you think about Tulane? they obviously coming off a big win uh, in that bowl game over USC. They were really bad not too long ago, but they had a fantastic season last year. Obviously, a great location down there in the south of New Orleans for recruiting, just for a fun city to be in. What do you think about them in terms of realignment?
2: Yeah, in my opinion, the best remaining G5 schools would be San Diego State, SMU, CSU, and Tulane. Mm-hmm. Some of that has to do with university. Some of that has to do with market. You get New Orleans, obviously the south, everything that goes with it. It does feel like it's a program that's kind of on the rise. Ten-win team wanna a new year's six type bowl. They're fun. Whether they could sustain it in like the sec or something, which I believe they were originally in way back in the day. I don't know, but I I could see them being a fringe, maybe big 12, or I guess if the pac 12 got really crazy and wanted to go to the East coast.
1: Uh, Any other teams we didn't mention that you think would be prime candidates for realignment.
2: Fresno State deceptively has been really competitive in football the entire century for the most part. I mean, you can even look back in the early two thousands and they were a thorn in the side of CSU and CU ranked teams. And like, there were three different years i I found for CSU and CU where it's like, oh, if they just didn't lose to freaking Fresno State, yeah, maybe you end up being like top ten. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a tough, you know. you don't have the appeal of Southern California like you do with SDSU. It's not the greatest facility in the world. It's a big stadium, but it's, there's just nothing special to it. People will throw out UNLV just for the Vegas market. And that makes a lot of sense. The problem is nobody in Vegas actually cares about UNLV. So you're adding a market that's big, but isn't actually paying attention. And with everything that, happens out in Vegas now anyways it's not like you need UNLV to have access there just have games and tournaments there right they already do so it's, it's working like, pretty fun. that's my whole thing it's just yeah. like what do you need UNLV for you're in Vegas already
1: it's a fair point that was fun
2: that was really fun oh SMU SMU especially if we can pay players oh for sure yeah. Give them a bag. Yeah. Their donors are. And a Mercedes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Plot of land, basically. They can offer whatever they want out there. All right. Um, let's do some questions. What do we got today? Also, guys, smash that thumbs up button. Subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to the podcast. Wherever you download your podcasts, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, preferably. What do we got, Alyssa? Karoom. In light of the current events at Northwestern, what do you guys feel the perception of the relative openness of CU's program is? Uh, Obviously, well off uh, the pregame show, reach the people have kind of changed the game for CU just in terms of their YouTube presence. Uh, You know, Coach Prime loves having the cameras around. He loves kind of showing everything as it is. And it has been quite revolutionary. There's been a lot of other teams who have, you know, you've started to see... Uh, put out vlogs like that Uh, you've seen recruits you know when they come to see you their videos just go through the roof but they post their videos for everywhere else they don't do quite as much i guess what's your uh answer to that question
2: uh i mean CU definitely has more visibility they have more of a a social media presence which is a big win for them Mm -hmm. i will say that in-house created content can be a little bit It can create an illusion of openness. My whole thing is you are controlling the narrative. That's not truly open if it's in-house content. Like CSU for instance, you can go to any single practice. I can talk about anything, and show anything. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, open. I do think that if you're talking about like just the value of what CU's doing, it's amazing. I mean, it's people are talking about the buffs in a way that they haven't my entire life or at least going back to when I was really, really little.
1: That's true. Uh, all right, what do we got? Angela, what's up? Uh, will two four seven and on three start looking at kids' shoes to determine if they're
2: leaning CU? <laughs> a lot of kids are going to buy the Coach
1: Prime Nikes. <laughs> That's pretty cool, by the
2: way. That the he got his Nike deal back. It makes a lot of sense. Yep. Um,
1: this video actually came out today. I haven't watched it yet, but Neely put out a video on the pregame show coach prime kind of saying thank you to under armor and welcoming back nike officially so
2: if there's one thing i will give cu uh props for as a lifelong csu guy it is that having a nike deal is the way to go yeah seems like it
1: um but i don't know in terms of looking at shoes i mean i'm sure you're gonna see a lot of guys or a lot of recruits in you know coach prime shoe or his cleats or whatever. But uh, we've already seen, you know, guys wear CU stuff all the time who are recruits who don't end up putting them in their top four, don't even have their hat on the table at sign-in day.
2: Yeah, I, was, I mean, you kind of got to take all that stuff with a grain of salt. Everybody right. on their visit has a great time, loves campus, and then, you know, you go to another campus and you love that one. And it's it's part of the experience. Recruiting's a roller coaster, and I try to preach that on my pod is don't get too emotionally invested in the uh, the mindset of 17 year olds because for sure can be kind of a fickle process <laughs> yeah
1: no doubt what else do we got uh luis coach prime is about to cut off player social media interviews this fall who else do you want dmvr to interview this summer oh man i don't want to give away my plans um i will say it'd be very cool to get dylan edwards on here though um it'd be a lot of fun of course to get Shiloh or Shador as well we'll see if those happen Uh, but I'd love to talk to Dylan and get him on the show (laughs)
2: Luis
1: is asking or saying you missed the Russell athletic gear (laughs) you don't miss those days
2: Under Armour was a big step up at the time so I'll I'll say that (laughs) but (laughs) look the gear is fine it's not like the jerseys are fine the polos all that type of stuff it's the shoes I can't I can't do Under Armour shoes. Yeah. Uh, What else do we got?
1: Angela. All right, here we go. Does Northwestern have anyone that Coach Primacy would want to have? Probably. I mean, yeah, we'll see. Um, I know Michigan had a guy, I think it was Andrew Anthony, who just committed there uh, in this portal cycle, and now he's obviously without the coach that he committed to, so we'll see, though. But the portal is open for those guys. And I wouldn't be surprised to see um, some sort of mass exodus.
2: That's a really tough spot if you're Northwestern. I don't know what you do. Genuinely, I was thinking about this. I'm going to talk about it on my pod later this afternoon. But, I mean, we're less than a month from camp supposed to start. No head coach of Integrity is going to leave his program at this stage to -hmm. jump into that dumpster fire of a mess where it's already an uphill climb anyways, trying to compete as Northwestern in the Big Ten. Now you're going to have to start over when all these players leave. Right. Even like from the interim standpoint, if you're going to hire away an OC or something like that from someone else, they're not going to jump over for an interim tag. So you're basically going to have to just hand somebody the keys that's likely underqualified who you probably wouldn't pick in a normal hiring cycle anyways. Disaster of a situation
1: um they are expected where did this report come from david braun is the name i've seen he joined northwestern in january from north dakota state was the fcs coordinator of the year in 2021 pete thamel tweeted this out that Um, would
2: make a lot of sense it'd be a guy who does not have you can't like hire pat fitzgerald's right hand man of the last decade right i mean it's got to be somebody that just came into the program i mean yeah you got to kind of distance yourself from that
1: staff wouldn't you think I mean, obviously, you don't really have a choice at this point, uh, just going into the season only being 50-some days away. But, you know, when you go through an actual search here after this season, I'd imagine they try and, you know, completely refresh the program.
2: I would think that's, that's a brutal spot. I mean, they, they fired him, and rightfully so, but if you're a program like Pat Fitzgerald, or if, to have a coach like Pat Fitzgerald in your program – was so huge. I mean, he's the program's best player of all time. Mm. He's not looking to jump. Anybody else that's coming over to Northwestern is viewing it as a stepping stone. Right. It really, I mean, it wouldn't shock me if Northwestern isn't competitive at all in the next decade. Yeah. And it's been a program that, while they're not exciting, I mean, they've dude. been consistent. They have, but they haven't been nearly as good lately. No, it's been a while. You got to go back to like Kane Coulter, shout out Cherry Creek High <laughs> School, and in those days. But, yeah.
1: I didn't know he was a Cherry Creek guy.
2: I saw chain, uh, I saw Kane Coulter beat Columbine in like the semifinals, and they had a kicker who drilled the 60-yarder. It was insane. Wow. Yeah, not I relevant to anybody listening to this podcast. <laughs> it's but. all good. We're, today's a fun show anyway.
1: Um, Northwestern went 7-2 and in that COVID season in 2020, but I guess their last true winning season would have been 2018. They went 9-5. and They were coming off a 10-win season the year before. Been a while.
2: It's kind of have to have realistic expectations, though, you know? Yeah.
1: Uh, Andre, I haven't paid attention to CSU as much lately. Is the Rocky Mountain Showdown this coming season as much of a gimme for the buffs as everyone is suggesting it is? All right, guys, go easy on my guy here. Go ahead, Justin.
2: CSU returns 15 starters. They have a really good defense. They had a quarterback that broke the freshman. Efficiency record in college football last year. And they got Tory Horton, who's going to be a top 75 pick. No, it's not a gimme. <laughs> oh, man. We'll see what our case is. I'm going to come in here like convince McMahon if CSU wins that game. <laughs> that week is going to be fun. I'll say that. Ugh.
1: You'll definitely be back on this show, and we'll do it up. Uh, Jay, what's the situation with David Connor? Was he injured during training? Is he the guy that was wearing the splint? saying that uh, something happened to his peck while he was like running stairs. Is that what happened? Uh, I saw someone said that in a video a few days ago, but I can't remember who it was. Let me know, chat. Uh, We got a super chat from Lamar. There you go, Justin. Where do we host the CSU podcast? Let them know the people where we can find all your good work and where we can find you on socials.
2: Yeah, man. It's on Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, all that fun stuff. I don't do a video every day like they do here on the Buffs, but we will have a video pod once a week starting uh, closer to football season. So we'll be here on YouTube. He is a CSU fan. (laughs) Oh, man.
1: (laughs) Uh, Justin's my guy, man. This was awesome. Do we have anything else, Alyssa? Uh, People are saying yes, that is the same player. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully he didn't. I mean...
2: It's kind of funny. It, it, he, we've he been on here for 40 it.
1: minutes. He's just now
2: picking up that I'm a CSU guy.
1: <laughs> you've okay, even getting a Torrey Horton shout out in the chat. Wow. He actually tore his pack. All right. Interesting. Brutal. Um, we'll see then. Probably obviously going to have to redshirt then if it's torn. But uh, this is a guy who committed, you know, when they were at lunch with coach prime, just walked up to him and said, Hey coach, I'm just going to commit right now. <laughs>
2: i like it keep it simple man we don't have to get all that all that complicated
1: um all right we'll talk more about csu when we have you back justin this was a lot of fun man thank you so much for coming on i love talking ball with you i'm gonna plug the draft pod again i love that show um and i hope you guys are checking that out on apple podcasts on spotify you can hear us chopping it up about everything college football
2: the nfl the drafts and we just nerd out man like We love to talk about the entire league. Um, As much as I crack jokes, I I love to follow the Pac-12. I love to follow all of local football. So, you know, give me a chance. That's all I'm saying, Buffs fans. If if you hate the green and gold, I get it. Um, But your saltiness only gives me power. So just remember (laughs) that. You did
1: fantastic, man. This was awesome. Uh, I won't make you say scope Buffs, but thank you guys for watching. RK will be back tomorrow. Uh, It'll be obviously Buffs heavy again let Buffs.